0: Hey there, I'm your host Haley, and welcome to the Sunshine Signal podcast. We are a community of change-making, purpose-driven, and heart-centered young women guided by our mission to become the best versions of ourselves. Each episode, we're supported in our evolution by industry experts, passionate leaders, and inspirational teens just like us, all of whom are setting their souls on fire doing exactly what they love. Whether we're talking about plant-based eating, manifestation, life lessons, and everything in between, these episodes will help you align your present with the life of your dreams and inspire you to unconditionally shine your life. I'm so excited you're here and without further ado, let's jump right into today's episode. Hello, hello, everyone. It's good to be back on the podcast. And I'm so excited for today's April solo episode. It feels like it's been a long time since I've done one of these since the last one I did was that 17 things I've learned in 17 years or 17 lessons I've learned in 17 years, which I did for my birthday. And that seems so long ago, but I'm happy it's April. I'm grateful you're here. And this episode is one that I've really been wanting to do from the beginning. When I first was just even writing down the ideas of when I wanted to start a podcast and what the brand would look like. And really, as I was going through that envisioning process, I wrote down in this exact same journal that I wrote down today's episode show notes in. So it's almost like a full circle moment. I was writing down all these different episode topics and social media has always been something that's been really interesting to me. I've gotten to do a lot of that recently recently for the podcast. I think this is a really interesting and really cool time for me to talk about not only the things that I appreciate, but also some of the issues that I think social media is having on our generation and on our age group. And then also I want to include some healthy things that we can do, like some boundaries we can set and some practices we can do to really make sure that we're using social media platforms how we want to use them rather than Like this is the standard set of rules for how you use social media. So I have a lot of notes written down for today. I'm really excited to dive into a couple of things that's been on my mind. And I'm thinking this will be the first in a two-part series since I really want to have some of my friends on over the summer. So the second part will probably be released in June or July because there's so many interesting conversations to be had about social media and just everybody uses it differently and has a different thought process. So Stay tuned for our part two, probably coming early to mid summer of 2022. Okay, so today, let's just first dive into a couple of the things that I've been either like struggling with, or just I don't want to say like negative things about social media, but I do think that they're things that we need to point out. And I want to just get all my thoughts out about this because I have listened to a lot of podcast episodes and a lot of YouTube videos and just like a lot of different forms of content about social media. And I feel like people have not fully touched on everything that I've wanted to talk about. So like, I really feel like this message needs to be shared. But the first thing that I think we really need to be careful of is comparison. So I know everybody talks about comparison. Everyone's like, you just be yourself, be authentically you, don't worry about what other people are saying about you because not everybody's going to love you. You can only be yourself, right? I think something that we really need to note is there's so many different forms of comparison that come with social media. And I feel like when I'm speaking on this, I'm not saying like, okay, I've mastered the comparison. I've like mastered being able to go on social media and not compare myself to a single person because that would be a big fat lie. And I think that this is something that I don't think that there's a single person in the world that can fully and honestly say they use social media without comparing themselves at all, like forever. Like they're done. They master that. They don't compare themselves at all. I don't think that's realistic. And I'm actually doing this to hold myself accountable because over the past couple of weeks, I've really noticed that I've been comparing myself to others. And I think that that needs to be said, like, honestly, I think it's a pretty normal thing to do to compare ourselves to others. But I think just saying it will definitely help me hold myself accountable to make these shifts and make these changes already more than what I've been doing. So the first thing that I want to talk about with comparison specifically it's really just the beauty standards. I think over the past couple of years, especially, and as a 17 year old, I think I can say that the beauty standards have kind of gone wonky off the charts. And honestly, like there are all these reels and TikToks of like everything you see on social media isn't real and it's fake. And then people are showing like their insecurities or their photos, like before and after they edited it. And I think it's getting to the point that it's getting dangerous because these beauty standards are so high that even though we may be conscious of the fact that yes, people use Facetune and yes, people edit their photos and not everything we're seeing is 100% true. When you're still scrolling through your social media feed and you see all of these people who look gorgeous and like they're 110% and you're like maybe just sitting in your bed no makeup, a pair of pajamas, you're just winding down at the end of the day, and you see all these people at their best. It's a really interesting mental health thing that we have to be really aware of every time that we use social media. And I'm not even saying this is just with beauty, I think the comparison happens in all areas of life. I was actually just listening to a podcast earlier this week and The girls were talking about, I don't know if anybody remembers when the hashtag girl boss thing was really in a couple of years ago and everybody was sharing their schedules and just sharing everything that they were doing throughout their day and everything was so productivity focused. And I still think that that is an issue to the point that sometimes we feel like we're not doing enough. It's like, we don't feel like we're enough with how we look. We don't feel like we're doing enough when we're seeing all these people landing their dream internships or job deals or whatever the thing is. Even with college decision reactions, I think that that's a really interesting thing to examine. I know that a lot of those videos have been coming out recently since a lot of people had Ivy Day and they were committing to colleges. And I think that that's even something that can be a little bit toxic if everybody's sharing like their super high ACT scores and they're getting into all these super prestigious universities we just have to be really careful not to be comparing ourselves because not everybody's here to be the same and I think something's really interesting is this photo came up of Kendall the other day and pretty much everybody knows she's like the top number one model in the world and on her face somebody had like written in text on like all the different areas of her face that she had had plastic surgery or lip injections or cheek injections or all these different treatments There are probably like eight to 10 things like a lasered hairline, a nose job. And I'm not saying that any of those things are bad and obviously do what makes you feel the most beautiful. I'm not like throwing shame on her or shame on anybody else. But the fact that all these plastic surgery things and even fake eyelashes and lip injections and this is becoming the normal standard and even face tuning is becoming so such a normal standard and all these filters that put makeup on you or automatically make your eyes look bigger or get rid of the bags beneath your eyes it's creating a really interesting standard of what normal is because these people who are acting like that's what they look like normally it's not actually how they are in real life right and I think something that I've had to realize, too, is that even if people are putting on all this makeup or buying the clothes that make them feel really good or buying the Louis Vuitton handbags or getting the plastic surgery, and again, all those things are completely okay and, like, it's completely fun and exciting to play around with your form of expression, but all those people are still holding that exact same insecurity, even when they have everything, like, even if you're Kendall Jenner and, You got the plastic surgery, like you're a beautiful model. You're wearing all these beautiful, amazing clothes. You have a great house. All the things that are supposed to make you happy, you're still going to have that insecurity inside of you. Maybe not how you look, but there's always going to be that insecurity of what people think of you. And I'm trying to be more aware of myself as I'm trying to recognize when I'm comparing myself to others and also recognizing that these things that we think are remedies, they're really not remedies. To loving ourselves more and to being more accepting of ourselves. And something else that I'd really love to touch on is that we're always trying to look older. I don't know if anybody has realized this, but and what I mean by older is I'm not saying we're trying to look like grandmas or anything. I'm saying that the 16 and 17 year olds, for example, kind of just like this stage of life that I'm in right now, is that everybody's trying to look like they're 21 or 22 everybody's trying to look like they are practically about to be done with college. Like everybody's trying to seem put together and do all these things and look like they're older than that. And even these young girls now who are getting Instagram and other forms of social media at like 12 and 13, they're trying to look like the 18 and 19 year olds that they see on TikTok and YouTube and everything. And it's this really interesting thing of We're trying to like age ourselves because we always think like we're looking up to these older people and we're like, wow, like these people are so beautiful. I want to do what they're doing and I want to have the independence and the confidence that they have. But it's almost like we're skipping on living out in the present to a certain extent. And again, it's completely okay to wear your hair, how you want it, and dress how you want. Like I'm not saying you shouldn't do those things, but we need to be really observant of why we're doing those things are we doing those things because we think that people will like us because we do those things or are we doing those things because you're like wow like I genuinely love how this one girl dresses I genuinely look up to her so much and I really love her style or I really love the certain hairstyle not because everybody else is doing it but because I personally like that and that feels good to me like I ran that through my heart center through my intuition and that feels good. And also like that all comes from also marketing and programming. We have been programmed, oh gosh, ever since TV and like radio was invented tens and tens and tens of years ago. And there's been advertisements in newspapers and TVs and radio, and literally everything we see nowadays seems to be an ad, whether it's between your stories on Instagram or the amount of ads you now have to watch on TV when you watch anything, it's all programming to pretty much say, hey, listen, we're preying on your insecurities. And if you buy these clothes or this makeup or this product or X thing, then we'll make you feel better about yourself. I mean, look at these giant makeup companies and fashion companies. And of course, again, I love clothes. I think it's so fun putting on makeup. Like it's all good. I'm not saying that we should just throw these brands to the wind, but I'm saying we have to be intentional about who we're choosing to support and really who we're choosing to show up as. And I think something that's really interesting that is helpful for me, especially whenever I'm going to post something or say something on social media is there are people looking up to you. And I think that we're constantly looking up to older people and maybe it's not even older people, but maybe it's people your age, but we're constantly like not even comparing, but always seeing those people. But think about if you're 16, 17, 18 right now, and there's somebody it really obviously, doesn't matter what age you are, but think there's somebody four or five years younger than you that's looking up to you. And like, what example do you want to be putting out in the world? Like, and on that note too, which I think is something that's really healthy when deciding whether or not you want to post something is, A, did it make you really happy in the moment? Like, are you feeling this like, A, did it make you happy? Like, was it a really fun experience or thing that you did with friends or just like a fun photo shoot? You really love how you look in the photo. And then B, will you be happy that you posted this in five years? Because I think in the moment, sometimes we're like, yes, like this is the best thing ever. Like, I love it. And then how many times do we go through our camera rolls even? And we're like, oh my God, like I seriously took that picture or things like that. So just be mindful when you're posting too. And of course, be yourself, post what makes you feel good, but also like remember too that there are younger people maybe stalking your Instagram page, maybe looking up to you, maybe being like, wow, that girl's so cool and I really want to be like her. So what example are you putting out into the world? Okay. But I had a really interesting conversation with my mom the other day about social media and we live in a part of Florida that's very, touristy, like very vacationy. And there's been so many people here on vacation the past couple of weeks. So there's been lots of picture taking. I mean, of course, like you're on spring break, you wanna take a beautiful picture with you or you and your friends at the beach. And like the beach is stunning. So of course you wanna post that to social media, right? And it's so funny because she uses this term called posers. And I don't know if this is something from like the 80s or 90s, because she said that's what they used to call people when you're posing like unnaturally. I mean, I'm sure we've all walked past somebody taking a picture, like out in the street or wherever you're at. And it's just such an interesting concept of posing because it's so not natural either. And like, I get like smiling and just like hanging out with your friends, but some people are doing like these very contrived, poses and it's so interesting because this poser phrase had such like almost a negative connotation like if you saw somebody doing that apparently like 20 30 years ago you'd be like oh like they're a poser like they're coming off as fake so i just thought that, that was something interesting too because posing is now such a normalized thing and again i'm not saying it's bad at all because again there are some really cute pictures you can get in certain poses but it is just an interesting comparison from a couple of years ago where that was considered something that like, oh, like that was like completely weird versus now it's normalized. Okay. And then we talked a little bit about how things like Instagram, I feel like Visco. I'm trying to think, even YouTube a little bit. These are all highlight reels. And I think that's said a lot in the media, but just important to like say that again, and everybody plans it out a ton. Again, a ton of people use editing, not just on like the colors of the picture, but Facetune. Apparently you can edit videos now, which I was not aware of until a couple of months ago, but people are editing how they look in videos, which can be super misleading. Even in workout videos, apparently some people are just editing their images and their videos to make it look like there's a difference after doing certain exercises, which is just like so disappointing, honestly, that people feel like they have to alter themselves to be accepted. But yeah, as you're scrolling through Instagram or Visco or Snapchat, honestly, I don't feel like it's as cultivated. I feel like it's more in the moment, but just be reminded that this is all what somebody wants you to see. Okay, now the last thing I wanna say on this section before we transition into some of the positive things and some marketing tips, is the comments. And this has kind of been something I've been watching over the past probably year and a half, but the comments we say to one another as women, like even when we post certain photos, it's very interesting. Like everybody's always like, OMG, like you're so hot, gorgeous, sexy, like I love you. Like it's always very appearance based versus like how much more would a comment mean to somebody if you say something like, oh, I love it when people say, wow, like you're glowing, just certain things that are more about your inner beauty rating outwards versus just, okay, like you look pretty, because it, it's just like a weird headspace. And of course, like, yes, I think it's nice to get those comments. But when that's 99% of all the comments that people get, I think it's also feeding into why society has gone so looks focused and why I think young women sometimes feel like you have to show so much of yourself online or look a certain way, because if that's the only feedback that you're getting from people is you look pretty or you're hot or you're gorgeous or like whatever people are saying, but then you're going to only get those things versus your personality. Like I would much rather be known as the kind person or the creative person or the inspirational person that somebody looks up to rather than like, wow. Wow. Haley was really pretty. Like, I really don't want to be remembered for being pretty. Like, yes, it's great to be beautiful. And it's so nice to receive compliments like that. But think about what you want to be known for. And if you're ever commenting on somebody's posts, I'm not saying that you shouldn't say that they're gorgeous or beautiful or whatever it is. But like, if you can maybe find something that's really intentional that you know, that person would be so happy to receive a comment that was like just a little bit more thoughtful. I challenge all of us to just try and be more intentional with our words. Okay, On to the positive things. I have to say, keeping in touch with people, it is so fun for me to see what people are up to, especially as somebody who moved pretty much across the country. It's really nice for me to be able to see when I'm in one location, Like I get to see what my friends in the Midwest are doing when I'm in Florida and vice versa when I go back there. And it's just, it's a really helpful tool if you ever go to camp or like even after high school and in college, you get to keep in touch with these people and be like, wow, like that person is doing really well or wow, like that person's going through something right now, let me reach out to them and see if they're okay. So I think just seeing what people are up to, I love especially like travel and photography too. So whenever people post pictures from their trips or just something that's been on their heart recently, That has been so cool for me, and I've really appreciated that. And then also something else that's really positive is connections. And I think that that partially goes along with staying in touch with people, but especially if you have a business or a podcast, the amount of connections that I've been able to make over the past six months on this podcast is honestly Like mind blowing. Like, I feel so grateful to have made some really beautiful connections and even friendships with people who I've had on the podcast. Not only have these people been incredible resources just for inspirational content or like helping me out with logistical things for podcast equipment or like setup or just tips in general, but it's really cool to be able to make connections with people that I literally would never have met who are halfway across the world. And It's just really cool to be able to connect with people who aren't directly from your hometown. Okay. Also, something that is so cool on this note of podcasting is business and that you can literally get a job being a social media manager and you can be an influencer. And I think that's so crazy. Like my parents still are kind of like, that's a job. Like how are these people making this much money? I think it's kind of strange to our parents' generation and like our grandparents that are like, what is this thing called social media and how do you make money off of it? But I think it's so cool that not even as a social media manager, but there's so many jobs. Again, you can influence, you can do reels for people. You can just respond to emails and comments and DMs from people. You can go live with people and promote your business. There's endless opportunities and so many opportunities to make money. And even like part-time, if you're like, Hey, I want to be a fashion influencer part-time and you just go take pictures on the weekend and then post them and boom, maybe you get free clothes and you're doing what you would love. And I actually love this so much. Spencer Barbosa said this the other day, but she said, Take your passion and turn it into your paycheck, which is so good. And you can totally do that with social media, like whatever you love. Honestly, there's probably an outlet through some form of social media platform to make money off of it. So next, I wanted to go a little bit into the marketing because even this week, I've had quite a few people reach out to me about my graphic designer, how I do my Instagram feed, since a lot of people have given me really sweet comments on the aesthetics and Just pretty much how I do the design, graphic design, all the things design-related and marketing-related as part of social media. But I will say that for all of my posts, if it's helpful for anybody, I use Canva. Not super original. I know so many content creators nowadays use Canva. But... Honestly, it's such a great free resource. This is not sponsored in any way by Canva. I've literally been using them for the past five years for everything work and school related, but they just have a lot of free graphics, great free text. It's super easy to use, very intuitive. So Canva is what I use. And then also I've gotten graphics from Pinterest before. There's some cool typography things. And you don't always know the artist, which can be kind of hard to give credit to sometimes. But I think occasionally, if you want to use an image from Pinterest in your stories or on your feed or something, sometimes they are linked, which is really helpful. So Pinterest for graphics, sometimes in Canva are like my go-to for the feed. And I also use a content planner. I'm trying to see. Let me grab my phone really quickly because, okay, yeah, it's called Preview, which is an app. It's free you just get like a certain amount of uploads per month. But anytime that I find a graphic in Pinterest that I really enjoy, or I took a picture that I really like, I just upload those. And then that just helps you plan out your feed and you can kind of just tell what looks good, where you can switch photos around. And it's just really easy to play with the look of your feed. So again, I use a content planner not to like plan out, oh, I'm posting at 3 p.m. on a Saturday, but just for the placement of things. Okay, and then also, I had a friend ask me about how I figured out my brand colors and I thought that was a really interesting question. And to be honest, I think I naturally just gravitated towards certain colors. Like, I really love blush pink. I think that it's a beautiful color. And so that's one of the colors that I use in my branding, as I'm sure you can tell by the Instagram feed. And then also I think it was based on the name. I mean, my name is the Sunshine Signal and obviously yellow is a color very associated with the sun. So I have a little bit of yellow and orange in that palette as well. And then I just use black and white because those are two good neutral colors. And then I also have like a little bit of a sage green just as an accent because I like incorporating a lot of like palm fronds just to kind of give it that boho vibe but yeah I feel like that was really reflective of me and please 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 if you're starting a podcast or rebranding or you're just needing new design for something please keep in mind and my mom gave me this advice and it was so helpful when I was working with my graphic designer but do not go for color scheme or typography or just really anything in general that is trendy and will go out of style in two years, so I really love the whole neutral thing, but again so many accounts are using those neutral colors. And I have a feeling that that's going to transition in a couple of months I already see like a lot of more content creators incorporating color and just like really vibrant kind of like beachy vibes so. Choose colors that you automatically feel drawn to that you really enjoy using maybe play around with a few types of posts and be like oh I really like this color as a background color and this color for font. And don't pick something that's just trendy that you'll want to switch up in a couple of months or even a year. And again, I think I mentioned this in my podcast episode, which was all about starting my podcast and brand questions to ask yourself. That's episode eight. If you're in the process of starting your own passion project or company or business, and you're looking for some more support, I highly recommend listening to that. But I did use Etsy for my brand designer. Here's the thing. Graphic designers can be expensive and For me, I actually got my graphic designer at a really good deal. And she did raise her prices since I last used her, since I just sent her link to a friend the other day. But I found that on Etsy, there's a lot of pre-made packages. So like the designers, they'll pre-make a design and then you just insert your business name and then they like might change like the watermark for you or a submark or just make a couple of small tweaks to something that they already have. And those packages are a lot cheaper than actually going through that creative process with a designer and being like, hey, I like this type and these colors, and this is the vibe I'm going for, and this is my mood board. And also that takes a long time too, to do graphic design. When I was going through that process, that probably took me about, oh gosh, probably two months to get my final designs for everything. And keep in mind, it wasn't just the logo. It was some marks. It was business cards. It was my Instagram highlights. It was a lot of different things. But it does take longer for a custom process versus finding something that you already like, which is a little bit cheaper. And, you know, it may just be more suited for you. For me, there really wasn't anything that I was vibing with. But depending on what sort of business and brand you want, there are lots of options on Etsy. So I'd recommend going there to check out some options. Okay. And then final thing I wanted to say in today's episode is all about the things that we can do to make social media more healthy. So the first thing I want to say is that we get to have boundaries with how we use social media. I know I started this episode saying this, but just because everybody, I feel like especially with Snapchat, I don't have Snapchat. And honestly, I'm pretty grateful not to have it that might change because again, I have so many friends in different places and people are bad about texting and I completely understand that. And it's just something that's easy to contact people through. But for me, like I don't have Snapchat, but for my friends, I know some people like freak out and they're like, oh my God, wait, like I have to respond right away because otherwise I'm going to leave this person on open. And it's like this whole big drama scene. And the thing is you get to use social media how you want to use it. If you want to have a private account on Instagram, have a private account on Instagram. If you only want to spend 10 minutes on Snapchat a day, spend 10 minutes on Snapchat a day. If you want to like mute somebody because their content isn't making you feel the best version of you, like go ahead and do that. I think that we tend to put a lot of restrictions on ourselves to use these things for even the amount of time and in the certain ways that our friends do. And that's just not the case. Like we have control and autonomy over how we want to use these different apps. So the first first thing, if you find yourself spending too much screen time on social media, which I definitely have to admit, it's been a little higher than I would like recently for me. I know that you can go into your settings if you have an Apple product. So if you have an iPhone, there's actually a section in there called screen time, and then you can go in there and set app limits. So If you're like, hey, I only want to spend 20 minutes on Instagram a day, 20 minutes on Snapchat a day, 30 on YouTube, whatever your different breakup sections are, then you can do that. And once your time's up, it'll say like, hey, your time's up, exit the app, or you can continue scrolling. However, I actually don't have app limits anymore. I did that for quite some time, but I found that it's really easy to just be like, eh, I want 15 more minutes and then you just press the button and keep scrolling. So for me, that wasn't the best, but that might be a good resource for you. Also, again, my friend is so smart. I actually just did this with Instagram yesterday but you can like hold down on your apps too. Again, I'm only speaking for Apple products. I don't know about Android or like Google or anything else, but you can remove it from your home screen. So that means you can just go and search it up, but it won't directly be on your home screen. That is such a helpful thing to help you not go on social media and just be really present in the moment. And again, that's something that I think is more helpful than the screen time boundaries for me, but that's just a personal preference. Okay, and then also the final thing that I wanted to say before ending today's episode is something that I heard a couple of months ago, but every time before you engage on social media, think, am I seeking connection? And I think that this is a really important question to ask ourselves, because if we are notably and consciously seeking connection. Every time we go on social media, we're not just there to escape from reality. And because we feel awkward in social situations and because we don't want to do our homework or it's not like an escapism thing, but if we're genuinely going on social media to make connection, as in you want to specifically go look at your friend's post or you want to specifically go check your DMs because you were talking to a certain brand about a brand deal or a friend DM'd you, then that is making connection. So scrolling aimlessly through Instagram or scrolling aimlessly through TikTok, that is okay for however amount of time you think is okay. But when it's taking uh, multiple hours of our day, that is not connection and that's just not being present. And again, that's just kind of taking away from your life. That's taking away so much time out of your day that could be spent in the present moment, actively doing things that you love versus just trying to kind of numb your reality. So that's been a really beautiful question that I've asked myself and I encourage all of you to seek more connection when we use social media. So I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. I'm definitely looking forward to recording part two. If you have any questions about social media at all or just things that you're like, Haley, I would love for you to talk about this in the next part. Go ahead and DM me on Instagram at the sunshine signal or also email me. My email is the sunshinesignal at gmail.com. And I would love to hear your feedback, love to connect with you. There's so much we could say on this. It truly is like a wild west of social media out there. And I could talk for hours about this. So let me know your thoughts. Thank you for tuning in to this month's solo episode. And I'm excited to release April's guest episode in two weeks. So tune back into the podcast in two weeks on Sunday. And I'll be looking forward to seeing you then.